This episode is brought to you by HP Instant Ink. No one is reading your mind, but HP Instant Ink knows when your printer is running low and sends new cartridges before you run out. So you never have to think about ink. For details, visit hp.com slash instant ink Spotify. Conditions apply. Hey everybody, welcome to the Ninth Realm, an Age of Sigmar podcast brought to you by FrontlineGaming.org, where you can get your tabletop gaming goodies at up to 25% off retail every single day. Got them FLG mats, all kinds of fun stuff. Trees, we sell fake trees. We're surrounded by trees currently. Yes, yes. we are. Boxes of trees. Boxes yes. of trees. But we have uh, some new bundle deals. Yeah. Buy three, get one free. Buy three trees, get one free. It rhymes. It sort of does. Did we make a wrap yet for that? Oh, so you changed it from the two? Yeah. No, it was buy two for I'll, a I'll discount. Right. Or buy three and get the fourth set free. Yeah. Okay, yeah. there you go. Yep, so you get four for the price of three. It's a good deal. Um, and the trees have proven to be quite popular. So uh, but people have been asking us for more and more of the bundle deals. And that seems to be the, peop- the way people enjoy getting their uh, ITC terrain the most. And so we did. Uh, we also uh, released a, something we've been wanting to do for years, and we finally did. Um, we finally able to do it. A complete set of ITC terrain with a mat that matches. It's the Robot City uh, terrain with the Robot City mat. Mm-hmm. And it's, yeah, uh, great. yeah, it saves you 40 bucks off buying everything individually. So it's 165 versus 205. Anybody out there that wants to, I know this is an Age of Sigmar podcast, but uh, most of you know that we also play other games. Mm-hmm. So you might want to check it out. There's a, a bunch of bundle deals and we're adding new ones every day in the web cart. We have a new web cart too. It's pretty cool. It yeah. looks really nice. Looks sharp. Moving on up. Yeah, baby. So that's where we're at. And let's talk about some Age of Sigmar. Yeah, my favorite mm. game. It is rapidly becoming my favorite game as well. I'm definitely playing it the most right now. And you guys have been playing a lot. We have been playing a lot. It's nice to get let off the leash a little bit. Uh, so what's new in the news? Oh, new in the news. Well, they put out a new uh, picture. I didn't think you got to look at it. I don't know if you did. We also have some new releases. Uh, new releases. This weekend. But, if uh, you guys haven't picked them up yet, it's the, the Vanguard um, Raptors, which is the, the crossbow lightning bolt guys. Yeah. Those are pre-order right now. Those, right? Are, those are pre-order. Yeah. Right. It wasn't a huge release weekend, but it was the last of the new stuff. And that is yes. a 25% off pre-order special. It is. Make sure to take advantage of that before it's no longer a new release. Mm-hmm. So this, this is a teaser picture. We've clearly got a bloodthirster in there. And what looks like some sort of a mechanical device. It looks like a, a yeah. Dalek. A Dalek? I, uh, what I is a Dalek? In the... it's, a, it's a Doctor Who thing. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Okay, so it does kind it of, actually. Be. But it's got some, uh, that's obviously the bloodthirster's whip. In yeah, front of him. in the foreground, in the background, is the Bloodthirster. So how big is this model? Looks like it's as big as the Bloodthirster. How yeah. big is it, Scott? I don't know. Big as the Bloodthirster in that picture. and As big as the Bloodthirster? People have been hinting around the idea of the uh, Dwarden release yep. since this is uh, Age of Sigmar podcast. It's been rumored for a while. So maybe that's their new brass golem kind of thing to go fight the big monsters. That would be pretty cool. Yeah, because every, every, almost every army that we're coming out with always gets that big centerpiece model. Maybe that's their big centerpiece model. And it looks really, really cool if that is the case. Uh, 
Let us know in the comment section over at frontlinegaming.org. Click on the blog post associated with the podcast and let us know what you think it is because that's pretty cool. Yeah, this this they drop that every Wednesday morning, and as I was sitting there working, I pulled it up during my break and just uh, started seeing what people were saying about it. And of course, there there's some things that might be a 40k thing. I you know, I don't think so. I think it's gonna be a Sigmar thing. And you're guessing Dwarden. I am guessing Dwarden. What else would have something big brass with uh, some sort of choppy thing on the side and a looks like a gun. Yeah, on it's, the turret or some sort of thing. Gear. I, Pistons, but I wonder these are great that they're putting these out. So you talk about playing games. Um, what did you guys do recently? What did you play? We've been playing a lot, and uh, I've been playing the heck out of my free people. We did show one of our painters, Pascal, um, introduce him to the game, and he played uh, Nurgle. And unless we were doing something wrong, Nurgle Blight Drones are incredibly underwhelming, and Plague Bearers are, when you take a unit of 40 and the Taliban, mm-hmm. With yeah. a with a uh, great unclean one, they're pretty much invincible. Yep, they're just a big unit that stands there and takes it and comes back and takes it again. Yeah, and they were minus two to shooting, which with my army is like pretty brutal. The free people, I consider them more of a shooting army than melee. Although I have played them purely melee and they work really well. Um, that was pretty rough. Like the one thing I did notice is that uh, true to form, Nurgle very slow. They move about four inches. The the, the plague drones were quick. But they do not do any damage. He went in with a unit of six into a a squad of halberdiers, just normal Mm -hmm. free people halberdiers. Right. Ten strong, no upgrades, except just from their formation, they get plus one to hit if they're near a buddy. And they only killed, only three guys were able to swing because of uh, how big they are, the models. Mm -hmm. He killed four guys, I lost two to Battleshock, and then I just annihilated him with my counterattack. They're not impressive. Well, they're not, I mean, we have the, the War Scroll open here. Um, just a quick glance, there's nothing special about their melee attacks. I mean, they're hitting on a four, winning on a three with one attack each. I mean, at least with their swords. I mean, even their 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 um, their mounts have more attacks, but again, hitting on a three, winning on a four, no rends. They're all damage one. The Venomous Sting is pretty good because it's rend one, but it... You're uh, hitting on a four, so it, 50% it of the time. It misses all the time. <laughs> so. Well, it's funny because and it can I, do damage. I mean, if you hit, but again, if you're you're hitting on a four, so if you're swinging six times, you're gonna maybe hit three times, and you know. It, it was funny because yeah. this that's a 440 point unit that comes flying in. He right. had two of them, so 880 points comes hauling ass in. Mm-hmm. Uh, I shot one to death before I got there, and the other one comes into my lines, right, and killed six eight point free people models, and then got decimated. I was like, wow, I mean, this, that, that's, a, that's one of those units that either was played yeah. wrong and it was his first game, so very clearly that could have been the case, mm-hmm. or that one needs a little bit of a boost in some way or, or a points reduction. I'm, just, I'm surprised they didn't last as long, though, because they have five wounds each. They ignore wounds on a five up. Yeah. It, in, Unless he was just rolling like, no, really bad. No, I mean, he, uh, he was in the Taliban, too. So, like... Yeah. Yeah. I, well, the thing with my free people army is that almost the entire army is rend one. Mm-hmm. So his save was a six. So he had a six up. And then up. he had a five up save. Right. So it's it's not that yeah. it's good, but it's not. Yeah, I my experience with them is usually they just stick around and it's hard to get rid of them. Mm-hmm. I could totally see that mechanic where they come back. I could totally see that, but um, just to kind of explain it, and again, like I'm not bragging in any. This was Pascal's literal first game, yeah, so but, I'm not bragging. 
I know what, the mission that we were playing too, the uh, taking hold, I believe it, or um, one objective on either side. Yeah, or? that mission is is pretty flawed because as soon as I killed one of those units, I was like, I won the game. All I have to do is run away from you now and not um, let you get to my objective, which is army so slow. It's not going to do it. And I was like, as soon as you kill a big ticket unit and they, you know they're not going to get to your objective, you won a minor victory already. Right. Well, yeah, and that's, that's usually where I end up losing is you can hold yours, and I usually spend to try to get theirs to get the major, and then you end up being under the cost. A lot yep. of minor victories are, are yeah. after that one. I think that that's a mission that could use a boost, or, or eventually what I think we'll do is we'll, we'll layer the mission so that there's two ways to win. Right. Because in that mission, it's like, you know, it's like the smart player will look at it. If you have a tough defensive army, like, I'm never going to take your objective, but I'm going to kill one of your units and then play keep away, and then I win the game. Because right. when I was looking at it, and I was like, wow, this is going to be a really boring game. Like, I've literally already won. So then I sent guys at him so we could play and go through the game mechanics and have fun. Yeah. But in my head, I was like, yeah, that, that needs to change. Because it's just... A pure Nurgle Demon Force is just really slow. They don't hit very hard. But they're durable. They're durable. They are super durable. Like that, that unit of Plague Bearers, mm -hmm. 40 strong, and then D3 come back to life every turn. Yeah. There's yeah. no way in hell I was going to beat that. Like... The only way you're going to destroy that unit is if you go into it with a unit of, like, Minotaurs. Right. And you kill, like, 25. Or and then you explode the rest of them on Battleshock. Yeah, anything that, yeah. that glass cannons that kind of... Approach. Or things that do D3, D6 damage per wound. You know, like, even, just... Oh, I mean, yeah, you, yeah you'd, you'd, you'd have just, to. You'd have like, to have, Tree Lord like, Ancients would go yeah. in and just, boom, do, like, 30 wounds. Karandras Hunters or something like that. Like, yeah. that's the only way you're going to kill that unit unless they roll a 1 on their Battleshock test and instead they regenerate. And they get some more back. Yep, but right. if, if you were to, say, go in and kill, like, 20-plus... And then they don't roll the one on their Battleshock. They explode the whole unit. But that's the only way I can see them dying. And they just... I've played uh, a pure Nurgle Demon list. I played against Frankie in one of our uh, video battle reports we did. And we were doing the three places of power. And I struggled because I had multiple heroes of theirs. But they're so slow. They move five, four inches. It took me like half the game just to get to the objectives in the middle of the board. Yeah. And by that time, Frankie, who was playing a Slanesh... Um, no, Zinch. Or a Zinch uh, cure demon list with wings and everything, had been on those objectives for two turns before I even kind of wandered, you know, slowly waddled my way towards them. Um, and so when you go in these games that are objective-based and all your stuff moves a maximum of five inches, uh, especially these the games where heroes have to hold objectives, um, a pure Nurgle Demon Force is going to struggle a lot. Yeah. The plague drones help, but they move, they move eight inches, which is not the fastest thing in the game. It's a fast, it's, it's a kind of a basic cavalry They're applauding but cavalry. at the same time um a lot of the objective based missions are you need to have more physical models than your opponent at least two of them so yeah your plague drones are going to move quickly across the table but you're going to have a max unit of six they're going to probably have like a unit of 30 well and then you've got the guys. mechanic where if you've got one enemy within a certain distance so they'd be good for that move in and just put yeah, your toe a in few, a that, few of the missions away. but there's at least two missions where the number of models matter, number of models yeah. and there's at least one mission where it has to be a hero. Yeah, and that, so that's another mission. You're going to be in trouble. That's another mission which I it's think is a, a little flawed because if you have a if you have a an opponent who has like two star drakes, your character's going to be dead by turn two or three. Because they're just going right. to call stars. They're just going to call the stars, stars down. That, down on them and... that thing should be random. It should not be a sniper attack. But anyway, that's I, I did a raw. I, I digress. <laughs> well, no, and then and like when you well, have like, a like, table wider radius around it, so at least the guy on the right, far side or right. something can. Because like Jason played uh, Rob from GW, and Rob was playing... I rolled like a five down. on my Star Drake, and I was like, how many heroes do you have? He's like, five. I'm like, one, All two, three, four, five. So like, he, he killed yeah. half of Rob's heroes by turn three with calling the stars, and he didn't... like. There's literally nothing Rob could do. No. 
Nice. There's nothing you could do. And like Core and Bloodbound without their characters are garbage. Right. They're so terrible. And their characters are all like five wound guys. So it's like yeah. super easy to snipe them out. You should try some of the more narrative games just for some sit downs to play. Yeah. Because a lot of these, I mean, for the match play, you're supposed to play multiples of them. Right. So an army that does one thing really well won't always do the next mission all that well. Which Fair is kind of their, their real strength is there's no one list that keys all of them. Mm-hmm. So you have to try to hit a balance to win that was, six different missions. That was the thing I was talking to the GW guys about because they made the exact same point. And as someone who's been heavily involved in mission design for competitive tabletop games for a long time, for a very long time, I, I, this argument comes up over and over and over and over again. And from a 30,000 feet above, from the perspective of playing all six games, it's true. Right. You need an army that can win all six missions, right? But the reality of, okay, I'm playing someone in that one mission in which I'm screwed. Right, right. Does not make them feel any better to think that, oh, in three games, he may not win, right? True. I flew to a tournament and the mission beat me, right? So, but in... in, in that the, happens with bad matchups in 40K. You put your army on the table and the guy has your number and that's... But the, and the reason that we use layered missions in 40K is to avoid that situation. Right. Right. Multiple paths to victory means that there's less likely that the mission beats you. Yeah. It's true, not foolproof, true. but it's a lot better. And that's why every major event in 40k in the world uses layered missions it's not a fad like everyone came to the same conclusion where well and other game systems do the same yes. thing where there's your primary objectives all of you are trying to do and then you have some of your own right. maybe or there's two right. different things you're trying to achieve right so you're trying to pull an army in two directions or three directions exactly and it, it gives the the tactical tactically minded player options like <laughs> the example i always use is uh, i'm playing dark eldar to go to 40k and I have 25, you know, kill points. And you're, right. playing, uh, you're playing a Death Star and you have four. I mathematically cannot win this game. Right. Right? So it's like, that's, even though the kill point mission is important for overall balance in the tournament, the reality of the situation is it actually discourages people from bringing the fringe armies because in that one mission, they're, they're dead. It's a filter for them. Right. So it's like, the, the end result is that you get less diversity instead of more. Well, and I, I really didn't like when they came out with the whole idea of kill points. So your group yeah. of ter- 10 Terminators is worth one, and my 10 Guardsmen is worth one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's because okay. apparently victory points are too hard for people. But yeah, math was too hard for them. That's the one thing I didn't like when they changed. I love when they threw in objectives. I loved when they threw in the, the secondary Troops only scoring. Mm-hmm. I, I uh, troops scoring. Those are all great little objective to keep things going. Right. But the kill points was just like, what? Wait. They're trying anyway. to simplify. I understand. They're trying to simplify the game, and like in some ways, I do like kill points because um, MSU is so powerful and objective, and it, it specifically right. punishes them. Um, I think people have become accustomed to it, but I, I, you make a good point. I think a lot of people listening are going to be nodding their heads, going like, "Yeah," right. um, but Age of Sigmar doesn't do that, which I like. They use yep. uh, the points you pay, right. um, but no, it's it's. I, I think that, that, that that's going to inevitably occur. I think that we're going to get missions that are layered in this game, or that there's going to be multiple yeah. victory conditions to avoid the situation where you feel robbed because of the mission, not yeah. because anything your opponent did, which is, um, which you want the mission to be in the background, not to dictate the outcome. Yeah, and I, I played some games this weekend. I got to do three of them. Nice. I tried to drive up to, Vi- <laughs> to um, Ventura to do it. Yeah. Uh, there's a tournament up there, um, Warmonger, <clears throat> the Age of Sigmar, the, the um, HM Paint Studio guys are running it. And they do specialty models, one-offs or paint models to sell, so they're not a mask commission, it looks like army, 
painter. Um, but if you wanted your army painted in mass, you guys have something for that, right? I we uh, sure do. Yeah, we do. Oh. I've heard about that. Yeah, the FLG Paint Studio, uh, full line paint studio. We can take care of all of your needs. Hit us up. Uh, go to the Paint tab over at Frontline Gaming. And we're also working on a brand new website for the Paint Studio. It should be up and running soon, actually. Mm -hmm. And um, we have uh, great, very talented artists, and we pump out high-quality work. And we've been in business for six years. So, Yeah, it's yeah. Off. some of the work uh, in your office there is uh, waiting to be photographed with. Just great. Um, Thousand Suns Army was all blue and gold. The first thought it was Sig, you know, Sig Marines. I'm like, oh, it's blue and gold. Oh, wait, no, no sorry. Yeah. I'm confused. I, the Rubric Marines. Yep. So how'd but, your games go? Um, actually, they're really fun. These guys wrote their own missions. Uh, there were one objective with a, a bonus in it. So first one, there was an objective in the center with a big radius, and it was the guy with the most models. I ended up playing a um, Skaven list with a couple of big groups of clan rats. It was 1,250 points, so I only needed two battle line for that. Oh, okay. And I brought my uh, night haunts. So hmm. model count wise, I was behind. I had three groups of six uh, spirit hosts, two groups of five um, of the wraith knights, and then my normal leader types. So mm -hmm. the um, banshee and two carrion raids. And I just couldn't keep ahead of the score on that because by the time I had killed enough off and I was pulling points, the game was over. Um, so I lost that one. And they just scored as a loss. They didn't do minor or major. They just scored as a loss. They did do minor or major wins. Mm -hmm. And to get a major win, you actually had to pull ahead in points, not just beat them, but actually have a few more than them. Uh, the second mission, and that first one was against Scott A. I tried to take notes. I missed my second opponent. My second opponent, I just put down his X. He had a Soul Blight army. He actually fielded the Blood Knights as his um, two battle line units. Mm -hmm. And that was kind of cool to see on the table. Right. And I, I didn't think I'd see anybody with less models than me, but there he was, less models than me. Um, and that one was really close. It went back and forth. Uh, in the end, we kind of lost track of score, and he just said, I think you had it. You, you've definitely got more than two points than I do. And I'm like, I don't, I don't know. But mm -hmm. we just kind of laid that down, and let he, he just let me win. Um, all of these missions also had a kill the general, get two points. Okay. In that one, you held an objective if you had guys there. And they did two different levels of points you hold it if you have somebody near it mm -hmm. period you control it if you outnumber the person and if you have another one you control it if nobody was there you hold it if somebody else is there with you in the same radius and the last one had two objectives and that was against um, um i don't even think about putting these guys together a uh, bloodbound okay mm -hmm. and he fielded uh paul mm -hmm. who i guess is associated with the uh, big game convention in los angeles because he had talked to me about uh, maybe doing something at that. They do that three times a year. Mm. And um, he just fielded the basic box group and then filled up the rest of it with Giselles. So he was shooting shooting my guys off of objectives and oh, once... With the Skaven Giselle teams? Yeah. Nice. I, I diverted a unit towards them and that kind of turned the game right. to where we were kind of exchanging points and then I finally just got ahead of him. And that was one of those ones where if I hold the one on the opposite side of the field, I get more points than the one on my side. So it was two major wins and a loss for the end of it, which was really kind of nice. Um, Joel and Garrett, who ran it, nice guys. Like I said, they, they had this really interesting site. They, I guess they do one-off models that are just like a, a figure piece with mm -hmm. uh, sculpted bases, dioramas. So they're, they're kind of more into doing that one signature model of your army than painting armies, I guess, which was still kind of cool to look at. And they, they're a couple of great guys. Uh, there was a total of eight people who made it. 
And this was held in the uh, Van Nuys Games Workshop store, which is why we were on 4x4s four mm -hmm. and had less points. So we can get the games done a little faster. They're not open as long. Yep. And also, they don't have as much space. We had to shrink it down. But that was, that was really fun. It's nice to get a few games in. They're relaxed. And they wanted to make an ITC event, but they weren't sure about the app and how the pay worked. And I kind of talked to them about that. So hopefully, the next one will actually be ITC scored. Okay. Nice. I want to do one every three months. So I'm going to start looking for that three months from now to go back up and play. Yeah, that sounds great. I mean, it's a lot of people have misconceptions they don't understand. Like joining the ITC for your event is about as easy as possible, and the app is also just so easy. So, yeah, they they weren't one hundred percent sure how the the paying worked or what how things worked. And well, the, the app is free, just so yeah. that no one's confused. But if you want to sell tickets through the app, you can do it. Makes it super duper easy, and they take the Best Coast Pairings team takes a processing fee. It's about the same as PayPal. Yeah. So if it's Super mega easy. It handles registration for you. And people can put their lists in advance. Yep. So if you want to have a, a list poll before that and give them a date, you can actually use the app for that. Yep. And that way, actually, they can give you a PDF of it, which is really nice. Yeah. It's, it's, I can't, we can't recommend it enough. It's absolutely a phenomenal tool. Uh, that sounds like a lot of fun. It was. It was. I, I enjoyed it. I got to play three little games. Small games are really fun because mm -hmm. they're quick and you're not too bogged down in it. You get to face a new army. Mm -hmm. I like big games too, but like at LVO where we played six 2,000 point games with a sideboard and all the exchanges. That those that last game, I'm just glad I played uh, John Fuerhelm. Mm -hmm. Two of us just sat back, had a great time, told jokes, lost track of time, barely finished <laughs> to put our score in. But it was it, it was a nice last person to run into. He just wanted to have a good time, so we just really right. played at our own pace and enjoyed ourselves. John's a good guy. Yeah. So uh, are you going to change anything to your list after playing in the event? No, no, I think I think it works okay. I just need to learn to play it better. Yeah. Because there are a few ways I could have maybe killed those rats a little faster in the first game to get a win, and that would have given me at least a, a minor, a major, and a major, mm -hmm. which would have been a, a good showing. I mean, two majors is a pretty good showing for me. I don't yeah, usually win that, that often. <laughs> I'm usually a 50-50 kind of guy, so. Mm -hmm. um, and also, I was looking at, at my schedule in April. We have the broadside bash at the end. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's coming up. I, I am looking forward to that. I'm starting the month on the 1st. I'm running one at Addie's Games. And then... On April 1st? On April 1st, Addie's Games, uh, 25, 24 spots. Oh, wow. Still there to run. The end of the month is Broadside, and they're, they've got 20, but I have it on authority. Mm -hmm. for, that's the quotes. Mm -hmm. um, if we move past 20, they'll actually give us the table space. Okay. But right now, they're just setting aside 20 for us. Okay. So if you want to do that, make sure you sign up. Uh, you'll have to go to the um, Broadside Bash's actual page to pay. Yes. So I don't know how many have signed up. I've been told several people have already signed up. Okay. And it sounds like we're, we're, you know, we may actually fill up that 20 or more. You, sh you should. I don't see why you wouldn't. Yeah, I would be honest. And, um, and that's a great event for anybody that's not familiar with the Broadside Bash or the Kingdom Con is the event. Right. Uh, it's been going for quite some time. Really good event. We always go. Really, really fun. Yep. Yeah, and, and they're doing another one of their ones up in San Jose the weekend after that, so I'm going to drive up to that. And uh, the the second place winner at LVO, he's running a tournament the day before. Nice. And since I'm on vacation, I think I'm going to drive up Friday, play Saturday, drive the rest of the way up to the San Jose area, and play in Conflagration. I've already paid for it, actually. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. That's, you do quite, quite the uh, and travel schedule. Got the bug. Got the bug. You got well, the bug. I, I'm off. I've got nothing else to really do, so right. it's not going to... It, it's just it's really hard to drive that far on a weekend and then come back and work the next day. If I won't have to work, so it'll be good. Yeah, yeah. Well, the weekend after nice. that, I get to take off and then I'll be 
Uh, no, the weekend after that is actually the Rolling Bad Rumble, or Rolling Bad Rumble, the Rolling Bad group, they're doing a narrative, and I already planned to go out to that. Nice. So I, I, I had in my notes how it's just my April's going to be crazy, which will be great. I want to enjoy the snot out of it, and maybe next month I'll, after that, I'll have to take a break and put my feet up and not do anything. Yeah, <laughs> no kidding. It's, that's quite the schedule. Yo, get off the computer. I need to check eBay. I got an auction ending soon. Wait, what are you doing on the computer? I'm just buying some minis online. Are you saving money? Nah, dude, saving clicks. Time is money, right? Hey, what the heck was that for? Dude, you gotta buy from Frontline Gaming. They offer savings on minis every single day and up to 25% off Games Workshop stuff. Whoa, that's better than saving clicks. With all that savings, I could take a few days off of work so I can paint these minis. Ow! You gotta stop that. It hurts. You know what hurts? Spending three weeks base coning models. Save yourself some pain and get them painted by Frontline Gaming's painting studio. You know what? You've got all the answers. That's why I'm glad you're my best friend. I don't know what I'd do without you. I could never hurt you. What are you looking up on eBay? I'm uh, selling a bunch of old models. I don't really use them anymore. Why aren't you going through Frontline Gaming's secondhand store? You can get money or store credit. I think you broke my nose. I don't like your tone, mister. So I'm just going to say this. Head over to FrontlineGaming.org for more details. Well, hey, good for you, Scott. And um, sounds like a lot of fun. I hope you do well at all those events. Can't wait to hear about it. I was hoping somebody would come with me. Maybe one or two of those. Well, we'll I'm Frankie well, and I will be in Adept busy. at Adepticon yeah. at the end of March. And then we are going to be playing in the team tournament. We're actually looking for another teammate. If oh, anyone's yeah. going to be there, four-man teams, 1,000 points, a player. Oh, we have a, one you guys did last year, the 40K team? This is the Age of Sigmar team tournament. Really? Yeah, so we're looking – we have a really strong team. And we're looking for a fourth player. If anybody would like to join us, please email me at contact at frontlinegaming.org. I reached out to Ben Moley, but he is unfortunately not going. He's uh, in the process of moving. Hmm. So he couldn't make it. Um, should be a lot of fun. If anybody's there, please let me know. But uh, I will definitely be at Kingdom Con. And if possible, we'll go to that event on the 1st. But Adepticon's at the end yeah. of the month. So it may not happen. Well, I'll yeah, be I heard when you're scheduled about April. I'm like, yeah, they're not making that one. But, yeah. You know. <laughs> I'll be here for that. We'll see if I can get the Skaven list ready. The one that we're going to talk about today. Which is a good segue. So Jason's looking at starting a new army. I am. And before I go into this, I actually wanted to go back real quick to the Nurgle demons. We were talking about how silly are. Um, one thing that you can do, and um, I, I overlooked this, you can add a demon prince to your list with wings uh, and give it the marker Nurgle, and then it's it'll have the Nurgle demon in it. So, that's, what I, that's what I was telling Pascal, because yeah. he was a little disheartened, and it's funny. There's yeah. a couple other things about that game I'd like to mention, because it, it's come full circle in many ways. Yeah. Um, I was like, take some mortal units, or like a demon prince, Yeah. take some of the Nurgle mortal mortal units, yeah. and they will they do damage, because you just take chaos units, give them the marker Nurgle, mm -hmm. and you can have some really hard hitting. Yeah. Guys, you can take, you know, Varengard or Chaos yeah. Warriors or... Um, there's, there's any the number. Soul, the Soul Blight guys, who are they? Not the, 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 Blight, uh, the Blight Kings. The Blight, Blight, Kings. Blight yeah. Kings are amazing. Or you, yeah. or you take a, a Chaos Lord and yeah. give them the Mark of Nurgle. And then, you Put know, them on a Mana Core. Yeah, yep. and you can get some really hard-hitting stuff yeah. in there, a Sorcerer Lord on a Mana I, I wouldn't go pure Nurgle Demons. Not, not to a competitive well, event. But did he try summoning? Because that he, gives you nine inches he of didn't, movement for those guys. And again, this was literally his first game. Yeah. Right. So like a lot of what we're saying, we're probably missing like 90% of the nuance that makes him good. Yes. Um, but I was saying if you do want to play Nurgle, which he, he, that's his favorite Chaos right. Faction, I was like, you know, throw some mortal units in there. 
and I think you'll enjoy it. Quite and if a bit you more. if you do no. play Nurgle and you know what you're talking about, why don't you let us know in the comments section? Yeah, add yeah, some, please add do. some notes for him and, uh, and school us. The funny thing was, like, I've really gotten used to the random initiative, and I always go second now, right? Yeah. Because I have a shooting army, so I'm like, I don't care. Yeah, right. Like if right. I can move forward, don't move yeah. forward, or whatever. Right. And the only time I will not, the only time I will try to go first, and I usually, some of my armies have one drop, it's one battalion, just one massive battalion. It's like I've been playing against Nagash, and Nagash is stupid powerful. He walks through things by himself. So now, if I was taking my cheesy artillery army, I would absolutely go first before he puts Mystic Shield up right. and light him up with. Uh, with artillery and try and uh, really damage him before he gets gets going. But um, so Pascal took first turn yeah. and came at me full steam, and he kept winning initiative until turn three, and I won it and um, got d the double turn with a shooting army. And he was like, "This is this is so dumb." And I was like, "Man, that's it's funny because that was me like when I first started playing." Well, and once you kind of get used to that rhythm, you I mean, like I said it, summoning would really do part of that just for what he fielded if you had somebody who can just cast that spell you're like yep. i'm leaving this group off the table yeah and i'm putting them nine out there if you would have put that big you didn't have plague bearers up in my face that would have been disastrous i mean because the way my army deploys it's like a phalanx but there's the the buffer well, sorry, 18 up there nine away from right. you that's why it's nine sticks right. in my head but i mean 18 inches is just like okay yep and i could not have stopped it like i've got you know pikemen in the front with shooting units behind and I, I would have taken like half my army out of play. That would have made a tremendous difference. Well, and it would have pressured you not to shoot anything else on the table, but take care of those guys because now they're here. Yeah, and then that, that would have been, I don't know if I could kill, my army the way it is, I don't know if I could kill that unit. Mm -hmm. Maybe if I hit it with literally everyone in melee at the same time and did enough damage and again, he failed his, his battle shock, I might be able to do it. But... Yeah. Um, I've always had a tough time trying to get them off the table, but the good part is they don't, they don't hit generally that they hard. They don't hit very hard. So... But he, with the Taliban, he started getting like rerolls of ones to hit and wound. They started getting some steam. Yeah. Which is one of the things that makes the, the free people so freaking good is their battalion is what is just ridiculous. Like, and I think one of the best characters I've seen in the game so far is the free guild general on uh, horse or on foot. Mm -hmm. yeah, His command ability is ridiculously good. Yeah, all the battalions and the synergies is kind of the bread and butter of the game. It's it, getting those yeah. things together. So a lot of guys, the first few games they played, they just put them on the table and play and didn't realize, well, yeah. like, if I get X to go with Y to go with Z, yeah. all of a sudden this unit I thought was trash runs it over, is amazing, blows something up, then they disappear, which means they paid for themselves at least. Yeah, that's the thing you don't get. Like the first time I used 30 pikemen in the formation, they're hitting on twos and I can make a moon on a three and they're rend one. All of a sudden it's just a murder machine. I killed a Star Drake and then I fought Nagash and Nagash killed all of them. <laughs> he is so powerful. Yeah. He did, he killed like 18 guys in one round of combat. I was like, okay. And that was with a six up ward save. Yeah. Well, which is why you'd want to go with those cannons first. If, once you get him moving down the, the chart a little bit, he doesn't hit as hard. He doesn't degrade. Dead. <laughs> he does not degrade that much. He, re he really does not. His, his offensive output does not go down as much as you would hope. Yeah. I've only fought him a few times with one of the local guys, Chris. And I just I just throw a unit at it, tie it up, and hope I can get points. And I don't know what how else you, is going on. I don't know how you tie it up. He has like six. He has one of his mini weapons is like six attacks, like D three damage. Yep. Rin two. You just feed one unit at a time. Okay. Just, sitting there fighting <laughs> yeah. it. just stand in front of him. And well, again, I'm not saying many small units. Yeah. There you go. I'm not saying he's unbeatable by any means, but uh, those free peoples, the the battalions where they get plus one if they're near a buddy, and if as they go up by ten, they get usually plus one to hit. Um, 
you're, all you're, the old units have all the previous eighth edition fantasy edition units fantasy units kind of have that mechanic where the more of them they either get better to hit or they yeah. get more swings or they get something yep. the new ones they don't give that too often to them because like the uh, blood reavers i figured they'd have a mechanic like that since they're supposed to be a mass unit but they really don't they get plus one to attack i think no there's no bonus for numbers their big bonus comes in because everybody else buffs things named corn. Right. And so they can just absorb. They they get a bonus for being near a totem. The totem right. gives them a bonus. So there's a that's feedback what it was. back no, and that's forth. What it was. And, you know, they've got that mechanic because I was kind of surprised I was reading through that they didn't because so many of the, you know, skeletons get a bonus attack at 20 and 30. Um, your orcs get one at 20. There's a lot of the humans, they'll get a bonus. Plus one to hit. Plus one to hit. Yeah. And a few of them do like plus one to hit, then it's plus one to move, then plus one attack or they as they go up in numbers. Yeah, and that, that's the key to making uh, a lot of these armies work, especially the free people. But the really the, the really powerful one is the free guild general. His command ability is that he gets three units plus one to hit and wound. And that is absolutely just brutal because you'll take the um, handgunners who normally hit on a five, yeah. but they wound on a three and they're rend one. All of a sudden, very easily, you can get them hit on a two, wound on a two, rend one, and those units will just drop things like a things fly yep. but then they die like just nothing so it's like i feel like it's not op and you have to be in formation you have to have all this stuff happen and the free guild general is a five wound right dude. it's your it's your opponents your opponent needs to understand that and then knock those things out of synergy exactly because the big thing with like the giant groups of skeletons when you start pulling them down they don't they don't get out many swings they just do it in mass buckets of dice yeah and once you get them under 20 they, those buckets disappear. Yeah. They go from three each to two each to, to one, and all of a sudden it's like they're they're barely worth yeah. being on the table. Yeah. No, it's it, the, I like the incentive to take bigger units because one of the armies I really want to make eventually is a, a Brayherd Warherd mm-hmm. army, but there's no incentive for taking big units of Beastmen. No. None at all. Like, no. they don't gain anything. So I was like, why would you ever do that? Uh, I, I saw no point. It, it was funny in the comments... They had, uh, there was a couple of people who talked about why you would take 10-man units of Liberators. Mm-hmm. Right. After our conversation, they made, some people made some really good points. Like in combat, you can activate one unit and they can, you get more attacks for your activation. Right. Um, and there was a couple other really good points that escape me right now, but uh, there, there is well, some incentives. Your drop mechanic, because one of the things I'll yes. do with them is I put those Liberators on the objective. So you have 10 guys as one unit. I always take They're, battalions they, when I can, though. Yeah. Well, there's, there's so Italians much. Italians make everything better. That's, yeah. I mean, there's like a few of the books, they just need that one piece to really make them work. I mean, Iron Jaws, they're doing okay, but a lot of people think they just don't have that last punch. <laughs> Although so, they did pretty well at the LVO. Yeah, they, they, they're, they've been placing in, in tournaments, but a lot of people are having problems making them work because they, they think it was a direct fighting army and they kind of are, but it's, it's I mean, yeah. having played against them, it, it's disheartening because they just don't, they don't hit the way the models look like they should. Yeah, uh, the Gorgrunt as being the prime example of that. Yeah. But uh, a lot of the cavalry in the game is really lackluster. They just do not hit hard. Yeah, the, I think the, the cavalry across the line should just get a boost. Yeah, the questing knights are about the only ones I face that hit like cavalry. Like Because cavalry should be. They run across, mm-hmm. they hit you, and they should just do a lot of damage that first turn if they get the charge off. And then after that, they're muddled in troops. That's kind of how it... And they, they kind of work that way. And the LVO, the guy I played who brought those on the side, they just wiped... Most of a group of orcs, and of course, Battleshock took them down to a few numbers, and he cleaned them up with what was left. Right. And your cavalry should have that that balance point if that's how they work. I, you get I agree. The charge off, they hit. They're going to do some good damage, and a lot of them just don't have enough of a bonus on that charge. I think that's where they've gimped them. 
Yeah, and the ones that do, still they don't hit very hard. Like my Demigriff Knights, which are supposed to be my like elite heavy cavalry. Yeah. They just, I mean, even on the charge, they, they wound on a three, and they do two damage, but there's no rend. Like, they still aren't that yeah. good. They're the more durable. Knights, I think the Black Knights get like one extra damage plus, or something like that. You know, yeah, they it's, get damage plus one. They have one attack each. That's what they, It's they really bad. Each, just so and bad. they're just so bad. Like Chaos Knights, same thing. Like they look yeah. so menacing, but they do not hit very hard. None of the yeah. knights. They're charged by this. Some of them enough. do, but then you get like the Concussors who are just blenders. Yeah. Or the Varang- Varangard who are also hit extremely hard. But it's like, then you get like the uh, Cold One Riders and they are just Everyone, a wet noodle. <laughs> garbage. Yeah. They do not do any damage. But, uh, one last tip about the free peoples for anybody out there who's enjoying them. I'm, I'm thoroughly enjoying, very much enjoying playing them. Um, if you find, look up the PDF for the Empire, and they all have the same free peoples keyword, but it combines in a lot of like artillery units and the um, the Sigmar like religious units. Yeah. So you can use some of your command abilities on artillery, which is, is that in the old? Probably too good. Is that in the old PDFs on the yeah. PW site? Yeah. yeah. So you could take the Hell the Hell Valley rocket, which is already insanely powerful and you can use your free guild uh, general to give it plus one to hit and wound which is probably too good <laughs> yeah, you can, can make it too good it hits on a two wounds on a two rend two d6 da- damage three shots that's a bit much i i've been using them <laughs> yeah i only take them in very you know hardcore games when i was playing pascal i, I took one and i you know i was using it quite sparingly i didn't put any buffs on it uh, but Jason, why don't you talk about the Skaven army that you are contemplating putting together? Yeah, now that we spun off for five years. Yeah. That's right. It's a podcast. Right. That's how it goes. Yeah, so I've been actually talking about putting together a Skaven list for a little while. Um, and this one won't really be a surprise to many people. It has a lot of the common elements you're seeing right now with Skaven. Um, however, this one's built around Thankwall uh, and Bone Ripper. Which yeah, I haven't seen I've, Thankwall and Bone Ripper. <clears throat> I've loved this often. model since... Warhammer Fantasy. I've always wanted to do something with this model, so this is like kind of the perfect opportunity. Plus, this kind of blends in with the Storm Fiends that I'm going to talk about in a little bit. So, Thankwall is my general. Um, he's the only hero I have on my list, which is a little bit of an issue when you talk about missions that require heroes to hold objectives. However, he is a 13-wound hero, uh, and he, is, he does move fairly quickly, 10 inches. Um, so, I mean, he has that going for him. Um, he has a lot of cool stuff that um, I'll go kind of into when I talk a little bit about clan rats. But what I really like him about him is he has a command ability called the Blessing of the Horned Rat. No, what you like is his Warfire Projector. Why don't you just be real? I do like the Warfire Projector. It is only 8 inches, which is a little bit of oh, a bummer. Only 8 inches, um, but it does 2d6 mortal wounds. It does 2d6 mortal wounds. Which That's is nice. absurd. That, off his back. That's that nice. is absurd. Yeah, well, just his back off, bro. Don't. Well, he's 500 points. Yeah, he's he is. Fi- he is 500 points, which okay. is quite. Okay. <laughs> I think the who's who's Nagash also is Archaon is like yeah. 500 points. Archaon is 700. Yeah. but 500 up there. Yeah, yes. but 2d6 mortal wounds, bro. Continue. Yeah. Okay, get off my back, bro. And then he shoots him. 2d6 mortal wounds. So, um, what I like about him, the blessing of the horned rat. Um, he can choose a unit, um, a scaven unit within 13 inches. Uh, if he does so, that unit uh, ignores any wound or mortal wound. On roll of a six. If they have more than 13 models in that unit, it's a five or a six. So what I'm running him is he will run up the middle of the board. I have a unit of 40 clan rats that go with him. Uh, the clan rats, he can give him a shield, so they'll have a five up save. He can cast Mystic Shield on them, giving him a four up. So right. then effectively they have a four up, five up. That's going to be the target unit of the target units. It's humongous, so they're hopefully going to be able to hit, hit um, reroll hits and wounds when they get into combat. So they'll be able to yeah. munch through stuff. Um, as kind of a, a crappy 
clan rat unit. And that's my big main middle of the board kind of like, hey, look at me um, situation going on with this list. I also have three other 10-man clan rat units. The reason I decided to take really tiny clan rat units is because I don't really have a way to boost their four bravery. Right. So if I take 30 of them, they're going to get munched by anything. They're going to be failing battle shot tests. I'd rather have small units going out to grab other objectives, sitting back. Um, so that's kind of what my battle line is. Do, do you have any way to make them immune to battle shock? A command ability, but I wanted to use. No, I mean like, is it because there's there's some things that have aura abilities that Not, give you a boost? There, there is, but it's a hundred and forty point hero, and it's currently in what are called the the uh, the extra scrolls, the legacy scrolls. Not that. Yeah, but the legacy scrolls I think add so much to the game. Yeah, they but could. They, they're heroes. They're the the standard bearer, the, and that he has that radius, thirteen inch radius. Ignore battle yeah. shock. Right. Yeah, I'm not opposed to the old stuff though, because a lot of armies you can't even like play them without some of the right. Well, the, the that's been a debate radius, though, back and forth whether that should be allowed. But you gotta stay really close. So these, he would give that this unit that ability within that bur right. bubble. Right, and, and I a think a lot of armies, Skaven armies, will use him. Now, now Thankful does not make them immune to battle shock. What no. he does is he gives them the ability to try to ignore wounds. Right, having a four up wounds. five up is really not a bad deal at all, especially on a big large unit like that. They're they're big enough where they're going to shrug off some wounds, you're going to make it up to the board. Clan rats can actually run fairly far. They move, and then they run plus two, uh, two inches. Um, so you're going to get up there pretty quickly and then start kind of like dominating the center of the board, which is really what that unit's about. And then the three other 10-man clan rat units can either sit back on my own objectives, go out and try to take other objectives. They're just kind of throwaway um, units. And the reason that I call them throwaway units is because I have two units that are going to be in people's faces and, and unignorable. Is that a word? I don't know. I was in English. They major. shall not be denied. They shall not be ignored. Uh, and that is two units of storm fiends um, with rattling cannons. And I like the rattling cannons. I know everyone likes the warp fire projectors, but the warp shocking. Fire... You like storm fiends. I like yeah. storm fiends. So two well, storm units kind of make a lot of the lists work. Ridiculous. And it makes this list work because um, while people are being distracted by all those little things happening, there's two units of storm fiends uh, with just three. They're very expensive. They're 300 points each. Yeah. I give them. I like to give them rattling cannons. Um, a lot of people like the warp fire projectors because, you know, they do 2d3 mortal wounds uh, per gun, but the range is only 8 inches. So when you come out of the ground using warp grinder weapon teams, which are my other two units there, um, you still have to be 9 inches away. So you're not going to be close enough to use the warp fire projectors. So I like the rattling cannons. Rattling cannons have a range of 12. They're 3d6 attacks, uh, hitting on 4s, wounding on 4s, rend 1. So it's when the storm fiends do the tunneling themselves they can get closer? Nope. Because I know they can get closer. The storm fiends cannot. They can tunnel themselves if one of the models uses grind right. fist tunnelers. However, that means you have one less gun. Right, to shoot. one less guy. That's why I'm taking closer. the warp grinder teams. Okay. Um, I knew there was a mechanic where they get closer because I've had guys. It's the same. Right on my. I, I think there's a, a character you can take that like will let you like teleport really close. It's a trick, but this way I'm still coming in within nine inches. The rattling cannons. Uh, have a range of 12. But a ridiculous amount of shots. Each yeah. one has 3d6 shots. Yes, they're hitting on fours. Yes, they're wounding on fours. But it is run one, and it's a ton of shots. Yep. And you're coming up anywhere on the battlefield on a roll of a three. And there's two units of them. Uh, and then to round out my list, uh, we have... I just randomly had um, these points. Uh, a unit of warp lock Gisales to sit back. Uh, it's a 30-inch range. Pretty decent little artillery unit. So sit back and shoot. And then a poison wind mortar. Same thing. Can sit back, lob that in there. Can do some decent damage if you hit. Okay. And that's my that's my list. It's twenty points short short of two thousand. 
But I mean, did you get them rerolls? I get, I get, I could get one reroll. Um, yeah. and I haven't thought up enough. Like I haven't given the warlord all the chaos traits yet. This is just a chaos list because these are all different keywords here, um, from the Skaven um, lists. Um, but this is what I'm, I think I'm going to be working with, and I think it has kind of all the elements that you need. So what would be your strategy, let's say, in um, Escalation? Which you one's three, Escalation? That's the Oops. diagonal three-point line. Your battle line starts on the line, mm -hmm. and then you've got everybody else. Uh, they're at 9 inches, then 12, and then 18, I believe, mm -hmm. or 24. So that each, each group is farther and farther back. Yeah, it's a mission that uh, yeah, doesn't get played a lot. So. It's 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 a it's a rough one, but I mean, what would be your plan on something like that? Just an objective holy mission, because those are all in the middle, and you're talking about running that group into the middle. I mean, hold objectives with the clan rats. Um, yeah, have the storm for most fiends. models, so that 40, 40 guys are getting that right. reroll do fairly well. Probably have the storm fiends come up in the opponent's backfield. Um, have my Gisales, poison wind mortars in my backfield. Maybe keep one or two units of clan rats of the small units in my backfield. Um, that's kind of how I play it. The storm fiends will come up when where they're needed, and when they do come up, um, they're not that easy to take out. Yeah, it depends what they come up near and how badly they hit something, because that's the one sure. hole to that pop up and shoot. If you don't, and then you go into melee them, yeah, they they just, that's that they just get slugged in there, and you have to run yeah. away and hope you have somebody well, to block them. Well, if you have them. the warflare warflame cannons, you just set them on fire while they're five punching you. Those <laughs> things are yeah. Well, but you get two rounds of combat to one round of your shooting. Right. As a circle, that's that's usually how they get pulled down. Right, but the storm fiends will get to fire and then fight in combat as yep. well. And if somebody has griff hounds, you might mm. not even get to shoot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But then, yeah, you'd be smart about where they come. But up. there's always um, a, an A to your B, so to speak. That's yeah, the, of course, tit for tat. Yeah, theory hammer only takes you so far. You gotta, or age of theory. So in, in any game, that forty is going to move up to the middle. You're going to try to hold that middle. Whatever the most the, the most valuable objective is, that, that's going to be a hard unit. So to have move. them run around the the. The, right, and that's a big enough bad, unit yeah. that it can just take up a ton of real estate, a ton. Yeah, like that that unit's not being moved. We should try it out in proxy. Yeah, I, I think we actually have all this stuff. Do you? Well, you can always in check the second out. Second hand shop. You can check out our second hand shop, or you can pick up some very affordable miniatures. Frontline Gaming. So I can just go over there for the plan and just play with some of those models because they haven't sold yet. Yeah, let's go click on the second hand shop we charge button, more. and we can oh. either you can either <laughs> sell your old models to us for money or store credit, or you can. Go into our secondhand shop and see what we have for sale. We have a ton of stuff for sale. Yeah, it's um, a great deal either way. It is. It really is. We have but, people come in all the time and drop off or send in their stuff and then get it for a, a really good, a very respectable amount of store credit or cash. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it's I easy. sold online and it's, it, it's time consuming. It's a hassle. And if you just want the models gone, mm -hmm. don't go through that work. Yeah. I mean, you, here. you will usually get more money if you do it on your own, just to be completely straightforward about well, it. Like you're, we're not, you're doing the direct selling if yes. you're doing it. If they give it to you guys, you have to resell it and get a profit. So, exactly. of course, it's not going to be the same. But It's like, it's like Pawn Stars, right? When someone yeah. walks in, they go, what do you mean you're only going to give me 400 bucks for this pistol? It's worth 600 or whatever. Right. And he's like, well, I need to make money. If I buy it for 600 and I sell it for 600, I actually lost money. Right. And, it has and they're like, shelf huh? And have yeah. It, it, you have to build in a margin. Yeah. But we, we're fair. We... we and we also give a very, a very no, I got, good I amount of I get a real good credit. price for my, um, yeah. uh, I have a whole bunch of Imperial Guard I hadn't been playing, and I'm like, I don't want to have to lot this and then sell it on eBay and right. go through all that. Yeah. You know what? You guys are doing that, and I'll get store credit, and all I want to do is be able to buy more models, so it's a perfect trade. Yeah, it's, it's easy. Stuff I'm not using, get stuff I'm going to use. Yeah, yeah my, my free people's army came out of the second-hand job. 
It was yeah. funny because I had all the stuff I wanted, almost. And I was like, oh, look at that. Yeah. Well, anyway, <laughs> check it out if that's something that interests anybody listening. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think you have a, it's definitely a powerful army. It does a lot yeah. of damage. Yeah, and if you guys don't have some of this, actually, I know Fred has some of this sitting around. Yeah. Nice. Because he has his army. He plays. That's but a, he, did, he did, uh, what, three groups of 40. So all those ones where you have to have a right. number of guys around an objective. Yeah. Oh, such good. a pain getting them off of yeah. it. Yeah. Yep. And you get plus one uh, bravery per 10 models in the unit, right. too. Yeah. And in that, that case, I would just pick certain objectives to go for and, and send the multiple small units for the objectives. Yeah, yeah but those, I don't but those, spread out. Those well, 10 clan rats are going to die, like, instantaneously. They will, but there's other... So there's so many other threats that, like, the, those 10, those, you know, three units yeah. of 10 clan rats just go for something that... Fair like, enough. An objective over here. Storm, you know, the, the um, storm fiends pop up on the opposite side of the board. You know, for the other objectives, the big mob is going towards another objective. So there's... There's a lot going on here. Um, now, to be fair, I do have to roll a three for these storm fiends to come in. There is going to be a chance in a game where both units don't come in. Don't come in. It's one in nine. I've had this happen with my Drago star. When in something, and then you lost. Where I never got invisibility on three librarians rolling for it, and they you were know what, all though? level three. I don't feel bad for you playing that Drago star. No. <laughs> I just don't. so it, ha- it definitely is going to happen. Well, and a three up. You're, you're likely going to get them. It's just you'd like to get them at the same time you to want. get as, mess, as much firepower in that area. Absolutely. I think that's it. looks really good. Um, I look fun. forward to uh, giving it a shot, trying yeah. it out. Um, you know, in, in my Free People's Army, I use my uh, my Outriders, my Pistoliers, who are f- they're awesome. Yeah. So good. Pistoliers are so good. Are they? I haven't seen them on a table. You wouldn't play them unless you're taking the battalion. Okay. So okay. the battalion, uh, every unit in the battalion gets plus one to hit if they're within six inches of another unit. So I have the Outriders and the Pistoliers go next to each other. And normally they're, they're shitty. They hit on a five, right? They get two shots each, and they're, they wound on a three, and they're in one. And they can use their pistols in close combat. They're, they're actually pretty decent in close combat. But when they're next to each other, now they're hitting on fours. And if you, okay. uh, if you hold still, the Outriders hit on threes. And their guns are quite powerful. And then when they go into combat, they can still shoot. So I've actually had really good luck. With that sounds them. really good. It's super fun, too. It's really fun to play. And then you can, again, the, the greatest guy in, the, in my, my army, the Empire General with the standard, who gives a 24-inch uh, um, roll two, take the lowest for morale. Oh. He's the best oh. unit in the... Like, yeah. do not... The griffin, the general on a griffin is a red herring. Don't, mm-hmm. don't even waste your time looking at that guy. The Empire General on a horse with a banner is the best guy in, in the army. Because if you take the inspiring uh, command or what do you, the, the army wide right. ability, uh, I'm rolling 2d6, take the lowest with a reroll for morale. And then again in my battalion, if I roll a one, I ignore battle shock. And if I have a banner on a one or two, I ignore battle shock. Wow. And you're rolling four dice at that. So battle shock is not a big deal, which normally for free people, it's, a, yeah. it's what kills you. Well, and I think with this, I mean, that, that one. A uh, war scroll in the in the in the aft section of the guy with the banner. If you can find the 140 points, it's going to make that 40 man unit in the middle yeah. stand a little longer. Because otherwise, it's because that'll die. be a big enemy. Yeah. If they do go after it, then uh, you have to make those battle shock tests. I wouldn't even take a big unit unless I had morale control. It just wouldn't bother because yeah. I've seen it. Like when I played um, uh, when when Frankie and I first started playing, he would take a big unit of 20 fire slayers, mm-hmm. and I would go in with like a tree man and kill like 10, and then the rest of them would die. Right. From Battleshock. So it's like, it's not worth the investment, in my opinion, yeah. unless you can control their morale. So if you can get the banner bearer, like, it makes that 40 unit brick indestructible until you can kill the banner bearer. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, as it is, 
No, I'll definitely it's look at that. Big, it's got a big unit to suck up some damage and cause a distraction, so your 10-man units can run around and do whatever that game wants them to do, mm -hmm. and your your opponent has to make choices depending on how he fielded his. Yeah, yeah I, I would definitely look for some morale control, especially if you're... If you're uh, strategy hinges in some way on that 40-man unit because otherwise you're going to be disappointed. It does, but the, it, this list also has so many ways for me to reach out and touch. I have the Giselle teams. I have the Poison Wind Mortars. I have the Storm Fiends. Like, I have ways to pop up anywhere on the table and fire. So it's like those little 10-man units are just kind of like I needed battle line units, and they're just going to control objectives. Well, no, and, and little units are great for that because, like, yeah. the... Um, gift from the Heavens. Yeah. It falls somewhere. If You, have, you can have one of those 10-man units in each one and you can start scoring right away yeah, oh, yeah. i mean i take little 10 man units and if of, this big 40 block is going yeah. keeping him occupied he can't send anybody back there yeah. to stop them anyway so those 10 guys are are gold right and yeah. the storm fiends can pop up on other people's objectives as well sure um so yeah there's a lot no, i think it's a good list I'm not, trying, I'm not trying to say it's not yeah Wait, I'm, I, I'm confused do you have a 40 man unit or not i do of I, have, rats. I have one 40 man unit and three 10 man units got it okay yeah that's what, I tend to do the same thing. I take one big unit and yeah. I take all minimum size units. Yeah. And they, they do exactly that. They protect a flank. They charge block somebody. Mm -hmm. They go after objectives. And they are useful in that role. Yeah. And it, depending where the objectives are in that particular game, what the mission is, getting units across, like one of them breaking through, trying to get little guys across the field. So the more units you have like that, you get you get this big unit and you kind of shield one side and push everybody to one flank and then they run behind them off the board. And you yeah. get a point for everyone coming off, no matter how big or small, mm -hmm. in a game like that. You know, there's all little ways to use smaller units. So, no, I, I think it's good. Uh, Scott, are you thinking about starting a new army? I know you've been working on your orcs. Oh my god, don't, don't, don't. <laughs> every week, every week. Well, I'm every, always he's like, been working on a stormcast, is what he's been working on. Well, I have my old stormcast, which aren't finished. I have a lot of things, it's always started and not finished. I, I've kind of posted that up on Twitter. No, and you and another project other, started and another one not done. You and every other wargamer in the world. So, I'm not alone in that. I always feel alone. Yeah, everybody else has these great done armies, and I no, we're all the same. Yeah. All the same. Okay. It's well, a half finished blood down army in that case. Yeah. yeah I, it, I, in conversations, I was saying, you know, being here doing this show with you guys and the deals I can get with the 25% off when they're new, it's like I've, I've already picked up three different things to try and start. And I have an army I'm still trying to put together of uh, my Oryx. Mm -hmm. I still have the, the boar cavalry to finish. Yep. And all the boars are done. I have the riders to finish, and they're just sitting on my bench next to the Zinch guys I'm putting together. Yep. And then the book dropped with the Stormcast. And uh, the thing I didn't mention about the Anvils of Hill and Hammer, their command, if you actually get that one unit and field your three and three Liberators and Judicators, their special is they've been around so long, they have special tactics in your hero phase. On six, they can act in the hero phase and either do a shooting round, a movement round, or a combat round. Oh, nice. And that's, uh, that was why I was one reason I was looking at those. And that, that sounds great. So that's I'm fun. trying to change my paint scheme to that. Right. And it's just so many great things it's it's terrible this game's yeah. gonna kill I feel me. you I know <laughs> I feel you yep well anyway thank you guys so much for joining us we hope you enjoyed uh, this episode of Age of Ninth the Ninth Roman Age of Sigmar podcast Age of Nine pod Sigmar yeah. Age of the Ninth of Hammer things, the Ninth City yes uh Scott, as always, a pleasure having you. Raw Dog. Always great being here. Mm. Can't wait to see that uh, Skaven army take a test run. Yep. And thank you so much for joining us. We will talk to you again next week. Bye, guys. 